Content warnings for this video game are listed in the podcast description. I slept in yesterday. I like, I pulled an all-nighter getting all the achievements in Elden Ring. Oh, no. Because I had had depression. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I completely got you. Did you just have the ending ones left, I assume? Or did you have, like, a few? I had, like, the rare, like, items, like the weapons Mm. and ashes and stuff. Yeah, I got you. Uh, And then I had the one ending left. Um. It's very easy to plow through that game once you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's my. Imp- I'm kind of. I've been thinking about booting it up again and just getting, like, the frenzy flame ending or whatever. Just... Yeah, the one I had left. Oh. Um. But yeah, we're not here to talk about Elden Ring though. We're here to talk about beloved video game, Silent Hill Two. Yeah. Uh, we're back all- in Silent Hill. Turns out, all time banger. <laughs> Turns out, beloved for a reason. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you know, you know what they say. Uh, vox popula, vox dei. Sometimes that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, Silent Hill two, two thousand one survival horror game published by Konami, developed by Konami, um, or Team Silent if you're like in the fandom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if um, that was like an official title or if that was just like it some... was. It was not an official title. People just <laughs> have gravitated towards saying it. Yeah, um, well, I do think it is. Um, I do think there is a use to it in that this is pretty clearly made by a distinct group of people. Yes, that had a lot of carryover from Silent Hill One. Yeah, right. Um, so I think there is sort of a. And I guess I appreciate that they say that instead of just like, I mean, <laughs> talking about Elden Ring instead of just being like Miyazaki, right? <laughs> did all this, right? Right. Um, you know, um, there's sort of a. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people. But it's also deployed in the way that's like these are the good ones. Yeah, which know? I mean, I guess I'm inclined to believe at this point, but also you know, yeah. I have no personal experience with any silent hill game except these two that we've played for this show so yeah uh developed for the ps2 later ported to xbox and windows and yes and it also has an infamous hd port for ps3 and we don't talk about that one (laughs) (laughs) i was okay well anyway i i was learning some stuff on the silent hill wiki about that port today uh just pretty wild we can we can yeah we can get into that later um, um, but yeah, what happens in Silent Hill 2? Well, very a... easy summary, very simple <laughs> video game to talk about. <laughs> uh, I mean, in a certain sense, you know? I also want to say, I know I put stuff up like before the episode starts, but like 
the co- heed the content warning this time. Yes. Uh, because um, it's uh yeah, it's, it's a rough one. It's a, I was having a bit of a stressful night last night. Um, yeah. for reasons unrelated to finishing this game, but it was also like, I'm playing this game and it's very good, but I'm kind of freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just be mindful of your of your mental state. Um, I think we'll be, you know, we'll try our best to be sensitive and, and thoughtful about all this stuff. Um, as I think the game also largely is. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I got a plot summary right here. Um, so... A morning, James Sutherland comes to Silent Hill after receiving a letter from his dead wife, which you capitalized, <laughs> uh, Mary, who passed due to illness three years before. While exploring the town, he encounters various characters, Angela, Eddie, and Laura. While searching a local park, James also visits m- meets Maria, a woman who strongly resembles Mary. Maria claims that she has never met or seen Mary, and because she is frightened by the monsters, James allows her to follow him. Following Laura, uh, who, by the way, is like an eight-year-old girl. So she's like, they're like worried about her because she's a little girl and there's all these monsters around. Uh, and searching for her there at Maria's insistence, James and Maria are ambushed by the monster Pyramid Head. And Maria is killed while James escapes. Afterwards, James resolves to search the hotel that he and Mary's, Mary stayed at during their vacation. On the way, he finds Maria alive and unharmed in a locked room. She claims ignorance of their previous encounter and begins discussing elements of James and Mary's past that only Mary would know. James sets off to find a way to free Maria, but returns to find her dead again. Later on, he rescues Angela from a monster, after which it is implied that her father sexually abused her. James also confronts Eddie, who who admits to maiming a bully and killing a dog before fleeing fleeing to Silent Hill. When Eddie attacks him, James is forced to kill him in self-defense. At the hotel, James watches a videotape that shows him killing Mary. In another room, James has a final conversation with Angela, who walks into a fire and is never seen again. Afterwards, James encounters two pyramid heads, along with Maria, who is killed another time. After (laughs) defeating them, James heads to the hotel's rooftop, and depending on the choices made by the player throughout the game, he encounters either Mary or Maria, disguised as her. Uh, There are six endings to this video game. Yes. Uh, Four four of them, I think, are thematically relevant, and the other two are jokes. Yes. Um, So, in the first ending... James is able to confront the trauma of losing Maria and leaves Silent Hill with Laura. Uh, in another ending, James leaves Silent Hill with Maria. I guess also a note here is that Maria has been sick the whole game and coughing. Yes. And there's yep. sort of a note. This, the implication is that, oh, he's just kind of doing the same thing again. Yep. Right. Um, as his relationship with Mary. Uh, in water. FYI, this is the ending I got. I think you got leave, right? Oh, you didn't get leave. That's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about it because there's a lot of we. I was reading up on like all the weird triggers uh, yeah. for the different endings, and they're very odd. And I think part of it was I I kind of haphazardly used a guide that was also very coy about like what actions would lead to what endings. And so I did go back and do something that may have mm. like tipped the scale here or something. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, James cannot overcome the guilt of killing Mary and commits suicide by driving into the lake. Um, and then the rebirth ending, which is only possible after the beating the game once, it's kind of like a, kind of like a new game plus thing. And then you get a bunch of extra items or can get a bunch of extra items that trigger Mm. this ending. Um, James take Mary's body to the church of rebirth at the center of the lake to, to use the power of the old gods to bring her back. 
Um, I did not know of this ending before today. today. Yes, yeah. I was just like watching the YouTube compilation. (laughs) I was like, what's this about old gods? What? Yeah, well, because that's sort of the thing in Silent Hill 1, right? Where it's like, oh, the Silent Hill has this like special connection to like eldritch outer horror beings who are, you know. um, Yeah. So uh, there's also a, a dog ending in which um james discovers that his actions are being controlled by a video game playing dog <laughs> yeah um and th- there's a the the credit sequence is just like the silhouette of a dog over a bunch of like outtakes and gags um and then there's ufo ending which is basically the same as the, the ufo ending in the first game except the protagonist of Silent Hill 1 assists the aliens in abducting yeah. James. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is pretty fun. I was shocked that it was like a sequel to the previous UFO. <laughs> it's <ending>. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, I, we'll talk about this too. I was surprised. Um, this game is occasionally quite funny. And mm-hmm. uh, in ways that I thought was very, uh, like, mostly quite good. Um I think some of the Maria James stuff in particular is very funny. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, people don't talk about that for, for I think, very understandable reasons because it's not... Mm-hmm. The game is, you know, often quite grim, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's also the Born from a Dream bonus scenario, which you play as Maria as, like, Silent Hill descends into fog. Yeah. Um, did you end uh, up watching that? I didn't. It's on the... Okay. I mean, yeah, it's on the version of the game I have. Um, okay. But I, I was like, oh, I'll play it this morning, and then just didn't have time. So It's fine. Um, it's basically, you play as Maria, and she encounters somebody who's, like, you know, hiding in a room. And you, she tries to, like, form a relationship with them. And she learns about, like, his past and Silent Hill stuff. <laughs> yeah and then and then she like enters a room and then there's nobody in it oh um, damn there's a ghost yeah. maybe or uh yeah you know that kind of thing okay yeah that sounds fine um yeah i'm also curious maybe i it doesn't sound like it because sort of what exactly is going on with maria is like a pretty because you know she dies like three times <laughs> yeah right um and so there is sort of an ambiguity about like what is maria or like who is she is she like you know yeah is she some like representation of james's anxieties about women (laughs) um you know is she something else whatever is she mary actually right Mm -hmm. in some way um you know who could say um yeah anything broadly you want to talk about here before we uh maybe talk about maybe we could talk about like how the game is played generally um yeah um i mean this is my i guess second time playing it all the way through mm, i got you um, yeah. oh yeah I for the record it, this is my first time as i guess i've established yeah. before but yeah Go ahead. uh i played it through about seven years ago maybe which like hurts to think about that it was seven <laughs> years ago yeah uh-huh um but yeah, I'm I'm glad I replayed it. I feel like I got a lot more out of it this time around. Yeah. Just as you experience life more, things happen. Um and yeah, I was really impressed with it this time around. Um 
Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's um I think it's very like I mean the first thing that really struck me about it and this is true of Silent Hill 1, although I think um the sort of cutscenes and the cinematography, I guess, uh broadly has some interesting quirks to it, but it's just very high quality and also mm-hmm. very sort of like interested in I, I don't know. I, I feel like I maybe lack the language a little bit here, but it's like interested in filmmaking and sort of like cam because there, there's a lot of like um, rack focus and sort of like swaying of the ca- like movement of the camera that's like characteristic of more of a physical camera than like a digital sort of. Um, and there's like also lots of like filming things through other objects there's lots of shots early on of james like through a fence or like behind you know where he's like obscured and i think there's just like yeah interested in sort of the physicality of like traditional filmmaking that lends it this very like um potent quality that like no other video game i've played really has i think mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. You know, they're right. if there's if they're out there, you gotta hit me up. You gotta let me know. <laughs> if but it's just, uh, yeah, that's the first thing I think that I was really struck by was how like, um, just yeah, that like this is really feels like miles above. Despite this being like a really beloved and very influential game, um, no, none of its influences I think really take the the cues from it. I would want it to, I guess, at least stylistically. Um, yeah. But all, like speaking to that too, like for me playing this again, I just kind of realized that like every horror game is just this. Yeah. Like, like no wonder it's like very beloved and influential because everybody just kind of took the structure of it, and yeah. now it's every horror game. Well, yeah. Well, even I. This is like galaxy burning a little bit, but even Bioshock Infinity is like kind of broadly this. <laughs> right right that it's like oh this person who has like this mysterious past and like learns all this stuff about himself like confront you know confronting his inner demons through this like exaggerated i mean in that case it's like a science fiction landscape right or like sure Uh, well i don't even mean in that sense but more like you know you you know explore different areas and there's a thematic through line between each area yeah um Mm -hmm and and stuff like that there's a there's a there's a segment where they take away all your weapons and you have to go in blind and right yes and, and stuff like that just very like yeah staples of the genre stuff that is just it's all here <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think you kind of i think that's even because i think we, that's maybe something we said about silent hill one to some degree yeah um but i think it's even more true here and i think especially the preoccupation with um the the horror space as like a psychological reflection of the principal character right is like you know not certainly not new this is not the first thing that ever did something like that right um but is certainly like that ripples of that are felt in yeah you know even like down to like down to like environmental storytelling Mm -hmm. like the first place you go to the hotel like you see the mannequin and like the areas surrounding it like it tells a story about like james and mary's relationship yes um, yeah throughout throughout that whole area yeah totally totally so this is where i was like damn this is just the blueprint (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah no absolutely and the thing is i think it's very like 
you know, if I was making a horror game, I'd be pulling on si- I'd be pulling on yeah, this game, right? I'd be like, doing this shit too, <laughs> right? Because it's it's really cool. Uh, so yeah. it's hard to like, even even if I find some of the influences. I mean, I guess I say that, but like, part of this podcast is also like me being like, I haven't played a ton of horror games, and this is like a space that I would like to explore more thoroughly, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm saying some stuff that maybe it's like, <laughs> that maybe like in a year when we played, you know, 12 more of these games, I'll be like, actually, I was maybe a little off about like what exactly is yeah, happening with this, but for sure. Um, but I think that's sort of the impression I get out of a lot of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also wild that like, that's also true, but also I, I don't think anybody except I guess Bloober Team is making games like this anymore. Not uh, in like the third person, like yeah. even like... I mean, Resident Evil, they're doing this, they're, yeah. they're like, but it's like a whole, it's not like, yeah. it's not It's not a psychological horror game in the way like, right. I guess the we'll medium s- is. Yeah, we'll see about like, because obviously um, there have been like full release games that have come out of like the PS1 horror right. um, demo disc and stuff. I do feel like my impression of that is that it is a little bit more Silent Hill 1 than 2, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a knock, right? But it's just like the the general vibe. Um, and there's mm-hmm. also stuff like, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of these games, but there's been a bunch of like kind of Resident Evil-y revival type yeah. games that have come out recently. I think Elisa is one of them. I think that was also a horror bundle game. And then, um, and like, I don't know, there's some, I think it has memories in the title. I can't remember, <laughs> but <laughs> I would pull up Steam right now, but I, uh, don't want to like click clack. Um, but yeah, there's so, I, but those pull on more, I think, Resident Evil. Um, so, so yeah, this is again, this is just like impression, general impressions of the space. But, um, but yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting at once both how influential this is and also like how, and I think this is true. A lot of things are really influential. How like a lot of basic lessons from it weren't really learned. I think, um, mm. you know, I think particularly in the way that like I don't know, like so I knew that Pyramid Head was a big deal and i knew that there's like a bunch of silent hill games with pyramid head right but it's like the after playing this game the idea of using pyramid head and anything else anything replaying yeah replaying this i understand the tweet where it's like i fucking hate myself for making pyramid yes (laughs) i understand it now more yeah Um, it's fucked up that they keep using him yeah uh, don't put him it... in fucking dead souls and shit it's bad oh yeah well and the and the, the um, fucking dead, dead, by, dead daylight, by daylight I mean. yes yeah uh I, I, did, I was like i didn't realize there was a dead souls <laughs> so <I don't> collab. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dead by daylight that's the that's the yeah i just don't uh it's cool that like i mean yeah it makes sense it makes sense i understand exactly how this happens because like silent hill 2 is at the formation of silent hill as like a brand yeah. Right. That we are now on the long, long tail of even in sort of nostalgia for these games in particular. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, like, I completely understand how that the cultural forces that make Dead by Daylight Pyramid Head happen are like completely legible, but it also sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess this is also like we can maybe segue Pyramid Head is also kind of the big change, I think, from Silent Hill or the thing that feels the most different is that you have like a big enemy that's very threatening that appears multiple times. Yeah. Um, you know, and that whose appearance is like, there's also time because there's sometimes where you have like a kind of traditional boss fight with him, um, or with multiple pyramid heads as we, as we said earlier, but also sometimes he shows up and it's like, fuck, 
I just have to run. Mm-hmm. You just like, have to run, yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no way to engage with the guy. You just have to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, I think that stuff is is really. I mean, there's stuff about Pyramid Head as well, like symbolically we'll get into. But I think that stuff is generally really effective and was like some of the biggest like scares for me playing this game. Was like like there's that scene when um the scene where Maria gets stabbed is like you run through this long hallway and at the end of it it's an elevator and you know mm-hmm. James gets inside the elevator and she's trapped outside and gets hurt um but there's like you know you like start at the beginning of the hallway and you go down like a couple screens and then all of a sudden pyramid <laughs> head is back behind you <laughs> yeah and it's like ah fuck you know good shit see i'm i played on beginner and so i was like i can take him out easy and i turned around and shot <laughs> Tried to shoot him, but instead I just got Maria just in the chest. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, I, I remember you talking about that on the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's also something. So that's actually one of the things that can affect the ending is like whether you bump into Maria <laughs> and stuff like that, right? That like she, I, I think it's cool that she's like an object in the space that you can yeah. like harm, right? Um, I mean, obviously she's a person. I don't mean that in an objectifying way, but just like sort of physically right she's a presence and so you have to like deal and work around her like even in that chase sequence it's like if you just start running ahead and not like checking where she is she'll just die and you'll get a game over Mm. um which is what happened to me the first time and so you have to like kind of like run along with her in order to get her like fully out of the hallway um Mm. And, uh, yeah, I think that stuff is a nice touch. I guess that's also the other change is that you are accompanied by Maria through, like, significant chunks of the game. Um, right. You know. Um, yeah, which it, it's also just, like, you know, weird when I'm trying to play the video game and I'm trying to go down the stairs and I just have to bump into <laughs> Maria. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, usually they position her in a way that's, like, not in your way. Uh, but mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, it's unavoidable. Um, and also, you know, she has, like, she just, like, tracks you around, right? So it is, you know, you'll get into rooms where it's like, oh, I need to go check out this item. And then you turn around and she's back in front of you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go by character? Yes, I think that would be good um but yeah i guess i guess we could say like just to wrap up we'll talk more about the game stuff but just to wrap up yeah. like in broad strokes it's very similar to silent hill one right like you you have a smattering of melee weapons that progressively get a little bit stronger but also have their own quirks to them you get guns that kind of just progressively get better <laughs> um and you fight dudes and explore environments and solve puzzles and that's that's the video game yeah um yeah puzzle levels Oh yes, puzzle also difficulty. Yes, there's puzzle difficulties. You'll get different. How much do you on. want the Riddler in your video game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I did normal puzzles. Did you also do beginner or like easy puzzles? I did beginner puzzles. Yeah, uh, I did not struggle with the puzzles uh, basically at all. The thing I had trouble with was just like, oh, I missed a key. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah but we can here. go. We can go by character. Um, yeah, I think actually just going down the list we have will be good. Um, yeah. 
So first we can, up is James. We can, we can kind of get James, Mary, and Laura in one go. Yes. Yeah. So kind of one of the things is that Laura and Mary were in the ho- same hospital wing. Um, yeah. And they were friends. And Laura hates James. <laughs> because he's mean to Mary. He's um, mean to Mary. And Mary is very uh, apologetic. Or like sort of defends james generally to to laura mm-hmm. um i think yeah you get the because at some point you get the letter that mary wrote to laura and it's like i know you don't like james but like you haven't seen the good side of him or you know something like that yeah give him a chance yeah um yeah so i guess broadly so james uh james fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's, he's, I, I think, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that characterizes him, um, that both he is, this, like, this, like, he cares about Mary, right? Because he's, like, going to this town to try and find her and stuff, um, but basically it turns out that he killed her because she was, you know, a sick person in a lot of pain and was very difficult to take care of, functionally, mm-hmm. right? And so that he's like, I want my life back, you know? and and kills her um and also i think there's sort of a general thread about him being kind of self-centered or um like unsympathetic to other characters in the game right i think this is particularly like the james maria relationship where she's like very like you have to help me like i'm in this you know i'm in this town where there's all these monsters trying to eat me and james is like very sort of inert and um unable to sort of like put herself put himself in her shoes and is uncaring although some of that is characterized by the player themselves like again like this is the way you get the maria ending is like spending time with maria there's a section of the game where she's like laying down and like taking a rest in a safe room and you can like go back to the safe room and talk to her and that like builds up whatever back room number is gonna like get you the ending um Mm -hmm. but yeah generally that's like one of the things and also there's sort of a way in which Maria is, like, sexually interested in James, and James is, like, unable to respond to that. <laughs> like, it's just very, like, okay, moving on. <laughs> We're talking about something else. Um, so I think that's kind of generally what's going on with him. I do think also the game strikes a really good balance generally between he's a sympathetic character who it also doesn't... Yeah. Who it doesn't spend time... Like, it's not like, oh... It's not apologetic of him, right? It's not like, well, actually, he's a really good guy. It's like, no, this is fucked up. And he did an awful thing. But yeah. there's also, he's also a human being who has all this stuff going on, right? That's how I feel about him is like, I, the, this game does a really good job of kind of exploring the messiness that comes with being a caretaker. Yeah. Um, and having having someone you're trying to care for also like also be a human being and like lash out and like say things yeah um that are upsetting mm-hmm. um and there's like you see that relationship dynamic towards the end of the game yes um, yeah and i appreciated i appreciated that a lot this time around of yeah just exploring um how complicated that relationship is between them um and ultimately like 
Mary has that line in her letter that's like, you know, I don't want your memories of me to be defined by the last three years I've been sick or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, know, I thought that was really affecting the way they showed that stuff. Um, yeah, that last letter. So in every ending, pretty much, there's a letter from a Mary that's read over, like, before the ending credits. And the voice actress is fucking killing it, like, murdering yep. this. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. just very affecting. It's very emotional. I think actually for my ending that, you know, James commits suicide, some of that stuff hit really, really hard. <laughs> like, yep. I'm, you know, because that, yeah, that like he, and part of the whole thing is that, you know, she wanted him to live his life. And in a certain sense, like depending on which ending you get, obviously him killing Mary ended that possibility, you know, and, or at least, you know, the possibility of that happening without like, having to deal with like all this horrible stuff that he did and you know all this sort of anyway and it's very affecting yeah i agree yeah um i think i should note that the letter is the same regardless of ending yes yeah important to note yeah yeah um but yeah i i just appreciated the messiness i did i like that i like that you can have multiple reads on james um, yeah as a character and like his actions and why he yeah i I mean i uh, he does it my friend uh, Charlotte, uh, shout out to Charlotte. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this game. We were playing uh, Divinity the other night, and she was like, "Yeah, I think James is gay, basically." <laughs> and I kind of think that I like. I don't know if I'm like, "Oh, that, that, that's definitely what's happening," but I think there's sort of uh, the repulsion that he experiences, like in multiple ways throughout the game, to like straight people, <laughs> like women in particular, like the sort of alienness that he experiences, right? this resentment he feels towards Mary for like trapping him in this marriage where he can't like go out and do things because he has to take care of her. Right. There's like dimensions of that, that, you know, are kind of like, yeah, like he's clearly, he is like repressing some stuff. Right. Or like Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, avoid like aspects of himself that he finds uncomfortable. And I think that's also a lot of what pyramid head is about is like reflecting those kinds of things back to him you know or sort of things that he wishes he could be almost that like you know because i mean yeah the first time you see pyramid head is he's like having sex with the mannequin enemies right i mean Um, he's sexually assaulting them yes yeah (laughs) well yes no yes uh i I don't think they're they fucking dead by the time (laughs) pyramid head sees you yes no you're right yes um and i think yeah but i think that's also part of what's happening right is like there's a there's a repulsion to that and also like an uneasiness that's like like this is almost like this is what a relationship is to james right is like this violent thing you know Mm. um yeah anyway i'm sorry any notes there like i kind of i think i think it's also the case that like james i mean there's a part of james that just like wants the relationship to be like if only we can go back to silent hill and like be normal yes you know? yeah mm-hmm. and just have a normal relationship again and not like deal with this illness have to deal with this illness anymore yeah no for sure i think that's definitely an element of it um but you know yeah you can't do that turns out <laughs> well i think also yeah the way i mean that's some of the game right is that he's longing to get back to mary in this context but he returns to this place and it's become this monstrous reflection of his own fears and like all this stuff right and there's sort of a sense in which yeah like he can't go back to that time 
you yeah. know and that's also the maria ending is like him attempting to do that again and it is going to go to another bad place right um yeah and there's also uh, also speaking to more of the messiness too there, there's a scene i think it's optional mm-hmm. where like you you can listen in on on james and like the doctor the doctor explaining that you know mary is like basically gone like she she's pretty much like doesn't have long to live yes um, yeah. and that also contributes to the messiness of like james you know killing her and you know yeah well that's obscures <clears throat> obscures her his reasoning for doing it yeah so in both the leave and the in water endings there's mm. a scene and it's a little bit different um, the broad strokes are kind of the same but the this there's a scene where he's at mary's bedside and talking through like the decision he made and the first part of it is he's like i couldn't keep watching you suffer and then he's like well that's not entirely true right i also yeah. wanted to you know and i think it is yeah like it is both to some degree right like it's not yeah. you know um yeah it's not easy to like navigate a situation like that um and yeah, I think at once, yeah, again, I just think the game has a lot of sympathy for that, but is also like, um, also James is in a hell of his own making, <laughs> right? You know, quite, yeah. quite I mean, he does it, he can't get over it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's also one of the things is he obviously has all this guilt, right? Um, and mm. also this sort of, I think one of the, the dimensions that's like, he is unwilling to admit to himself what happened. Yeah. Um, and be honest about it and that's sort of the turd at the end of the game is like okay i can do this and like what does that now mean for me as a person you yeah. know um i think that's a good segue into maria yeah uh do you have any broad things about maria i mean this is also again there's sort of this ambiguity about is she a, like a version of mary or sort of a you know something like that right because she also knows things about their relationship and stuff like that um, yeah i like her as sort of like a like a femme fatale for yeah. lack of a better term like i like i like her as like someone who is antagonistic um mm-hmm, for sure and is just very like blunt about um what she is and and what she represents to to james i mean there's a there's that really good part where um uh you know james uh what was it it's a scene where like james like is like enters a room or something <laughs> and he sees maria and he was like oh it's just you yes <laughs> he's just yeah. like what oh, <laughs> what, what are you, you talking mean? about yeah fucking asshole <laughs> yeah yeah well because there's also a way in which it's like he doesn't she doesn't really have any other options <laughs> In terms of, like, yeah. ways to get out of this place, right? And yeah. so, uh, but she's also not, like, going to mince words with him because of that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I also, I think that also gets some of the moment, the great comedic stuff. I really like yeah. the scene where <laughs> James can't open the refrigerator to get, like, a key item for a puzzle. Yes. And so she has to help him. And she's just, like, owning him the entire time. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really, dude? 
And it's, you know, and I think, again, it's like, yeah, Pyramid Head could open that refrigerator, you know? Like, this is something that's happening, right? Like, and I appreciate, like, it's cool that the way this, like, these jokes play into the themes. There's another scene where she's, like, looking for the right key to enter the bar where she used to work, right? Um, that's, mm-hmm. like, the opening setting of the of the part of the game where you play as her in the, like, expanded director's cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and she's like looking in her boot and like looking down her blouse and all this stuff and then james is just like looking and it's like this because she's flirting with him but it's like Mm. so alien like he's like i don't know what's happening right now like who is this person Uh, and i think that that's again it's very funny but it also plays into like their dynamic and like the themes of the game and a bunch of stuff that's going on yeah yeah she i mean she is dressed like that Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, she works at a strip ent- club, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she, the entire game, she's just like, "Why don't you want me?" I'm like, "Come on, I'm like free. This is free." <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's also something that, like, the way that, um, all his, like, yeah, I think again, like, um the i mean yeah this is again getting into some heavy stuff but like the videotape that plays where he remembers that he smothered mary right some of the images there are like very ambiguous and kind of play um like look almost sexual right or Mm -hmm. sort of and i think that's like again the imagination of like what sex is for james is violent right that there is not like sort of an outside and i'm not necessarily implying anything about like james and mary's relationship but i do think that there's like you know, there was sort of a internal imagination thing happening more than like yeah. I don't I don't think the subtext is that James um sexually assaulted Mary or anything like that, right? But um I think it I think it intentionally leaves it open as a possibility yes. for what he could have done. Yes. As as part of like a wider explore, exploration of like masculinity and Yeah, totally um, and power dynamics within a relationship like that, especially one where Mary doesn't really have, like, agency to act on her own. Yes, no, for sure. So, yeah, I I don't mean to be, like, lock that out, but I also just want to be, like, clear about what is maybe the possibility space, right? But that's, yeah. Yeah. That's Mm. a very good point and very good clarification. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And so I think that's part of what's happening is, like, yeah, this idea of, like, (laughs) like, this idea of, like, a woman just being, like, I'm not going to have sex with you because you forced me to, or because we're married or because I have this obligation, but because like I'm interested, right. Yeah. It's like just completely is unable to sort of process that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and then that's related to his inability to like not treat her as a human being. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. even, even though there's sort of some, that, that scene where he finds her body after talking to her, you know, um, cause he talks to her in sort of the, it's basically like it's, she's in like a prison cell and he's on the opposite side. And so you have to like go around and get through the door that's on the other side of the prison cell. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the exact geography is very fuzzy as this game does many times to cool effect. Um, and then he goes in there and she has the wound from the pyramid head before. Right. And it's just on the bed dead. And that's like, and he's, you know, really, really upset. And like, it's not, uh. That is like a genuine feeling. Yeah, it's like she—he doesn't really want to acknowledge like what the appearance of Maria does to him psychologically, mm-hmm. yeah. but is like destroyed every time she dies. Yeah. Um, as he's reliving the trauma of like Mary like dying over and over again. Yeah, 
absolutely when it also yeah the sort of like the way like because you know in in the the final death maria's final death is in that boss right before that boss battle with the two pyramid heads and it's like they like execute her kind of in like an execution room functionally right um and it's uh yeah he like is really devastated and i think that's also yeah again like i think that just plays into what you're talking about that it's like um he is watching her kill him he, he's watching him kill her over and over and over again right mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh yeah anything else with maria um no um do you want to talk about angela while we're talking about this stuff yeah that's probably we can have some of the heavier stuff in a little bit of a although i guess we can't really get away because we're going to talk about eddie as well (laughs) that's not not heavy (laughs) yeah uh um but yeah but angela angela is like a good counterpoint to this where um you know she is you know victim of incest and and sexual assault in, in the story and you know james is like the is like a like a tried to tries to be like a well-meaning um, bystander of this um you know we um, see angela we see angela often like um self-harming uh yes. a lot in this in the in the game yeah um well she has a knife tra- um, yeah that, that james like talks into her into giving to him yeah. Um, and there's also it's stained with blood but there's also some ambiguity about because i think there's a newspaper clipping i didn't see i mean i saw, i think i saw this i saw the newspaper clipping, but didn't put it together that that's that there's like this murder in silent hill of a, you know a father by his yep. daughter right and it's implied that it's her right and that's why she's in silent hill you know um mm-hmm. she has this this guilt about killing her awful dad right um yeah so yeah I, I think there's sort of like i think there's some cool stuff there with the ambiguity of like the violence being done and sort of the implication of self-harm or like suicidal ideation also being wound up in sort of this like mm-hmm. the violence that was done to her and that she did to protect herself right mm-hmm. um, um yeah but james like tries to like tell her that like you know there's reasons to live and like um you know takes the knife away from her and you know i don't know does like very like ally i'm i am an ally <laughs> yes no it really is shit. yeah it's like um, he says shit like there's always things to live for or like whatever right yeah um and again i think actually both uh, angela and eddie play into this where they they have parallels to him that he is unable to really process right mm-hmm. and so you know um i think it was also like i mean i think this especially rang a little bit different for me because you know my playthrough ended in james's suicide where he's like i would never kill myself <laughs> this is to angela yes <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> i would never do that and uh yeah but like he right in my playthrough he did right he straight up did yeah and so that there's like yeah this you know this maybe means that they could build something together and then angela like I think one of the most moving parts in the game is that final scene. They're in this burning hallway where he finds Angela and Angela says like, Oh, are you going to like save me? Are you going to protect me from everything? Are you going to like, yeah, I didn't think so. Bye. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And I just think, yeah, that, like, if James could acknowledge his helplessness in the situation to some degree, right, then there maybe is, like, potential for them to help each other. But it's just not. He's unable to do it. He can't, mm-hmm. you know, he can't see that parallel. Partially because, yeah. you know, he's not being honest with himself, right? Or I guess at that point he's, like, starting to be. But. Um, yeah. Um, and Angela, like, is often, like, accusatory as well. Like, yeah. During during the scene where it's like she's experiencing the trauma of being like assaulted, um, you know James like tries to talk to her. She tries to touch her, um, mm-hmm. like place places his shoulder on her, um, and she's just like, "Don't touch me!" Like you you are only talking to me because you want to fuck me, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that aspect to it as well of of James like entering. Entering Angela's life for like a transaction, basically. That yeah, she, mm-hmm. she gets that feeling from from him as well. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that scene is really is really rough. Um, mm-hmm. Partially because the the I mean, yeah, I guess I think it's worth getting into like the monster design of that, if that's okay. Like, if you're cool with talking yeah. about this, because um, it's like a a bed frame and like two faces. And, you know, it's sort of this 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 sexual image, right, of someone on top of sort of, like, almost, like, unembodied, right? Just, like, a mouth and eyes, right, on the mm-hmm. bottom. And it sort of moves in this, in you know, this evocative way of, like, uh, a rape or sexual assault. And it's, yeah, a boss battle. And then she, like, just, you know, kills him with the TV that's in the room. Uh, and it's yeah. also, yeah, the room is all fleshy and there's this kind of, like, piston things in the walls. Um, so yeah, it really Pist- is just this, pistons like... are a little on the nose. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit uh, Belladonna of sadness <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, but it's like it's you know obviously like the site of trauma, right? Of this like sexual assault. Yeah, and um, but I think also the way Angela is the character who kind of gets to escape in a way that nobody else gets to. Almost like it's it's obviously like it's difficult to read because she like ascends these stairs that are just on fire right Mm -hmm. um although she also does mention like james mentions the fire and she's like oh you can see it too it's always like this for me which is like one of the like heart most heartbreaking moments i don't know in anything maybe (laughs) it's really (laughs) fucked up um you know uh in a in a i think a really effective way um yeah. yeah, it can. It's 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 interesting because like it can it can really fall flat. And like other games, mm-hmm. I'm mostly thinking of the medium. Yeah, <laughs> um, try to try to try to have this moment of like you know, um, having a character have suicidal ideations and like, um, what does it mean to like have a protagonist that uh, tries to save them basically yeah mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean i've played games where it's like nah they're just fucked you know right nothing you can do about it um whereas this there's a lot more empathy here yeah for angela the game has a lot of empathy for her as a character mm-hmm. um and so i think that helps sells like her ending and yeah. the fact that it's like i mean it's not really it's pretty ambiguous as to what she does next after she walks away from James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but, but I think it, I think it's a good exploration of like, 
you know, what can James can James is if 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 uh, if Angela needs help, James isn't the person to yes. provide her with that help. Hundred percent. Yeah. James just isn't the person she she needs at that time. Yeah. You know. Well, I think also there is an element, um, kind of with that empathy that, like, again, the way James is so dismissive and like so, um, kind of concerned in this very faux way about her self harming or killing. I mean, right. you know, committing suicide dying by suicide Mm -hmm. um whereas i think the game is like is very much like hey these are real actions that come as like a response to these horrible events and like i i I don't want to i don't know i i think there's like a language but i think it it i'm trying to figure out exactly i think there's sort of an element of like when she's she kind of walks away and like ascends from this person right from james there is sort of a liberatory element that is kind of subtextually about suicide, right? And I think it, I and I think there's ways that could go, certainly in like problematic, quote unquote, I guess yes. areas. But, um, I guess like, yeah, I just think that that empathy really pulls it into a place where it is both like, yes, it is obviously like tragic and awful that this thing happened to this person and that she feels like she has to do this, but also, um, she is a person who should be able to decide what to do and should have people in her life that can like, will understand and, you know, be empathetic. Right. Rather than, than being condescending and distant. Right. (laughs) Um, does that, yeah. does that make sense? I, I it's a it's a complicated yeah. thing, and I'm yeah, struggling yeah. a little bit with the language for sure. But yeah, no, that that makes sense. I also think like the visual language of her like ascending the stairs, like she like she's she's overcoming or like you know sort of um you know if she is like dying in that moment, she is like you know going to a better or like she is like relieving some sort of pain that she has yeah. like internally. Absolutely, um, yeah. Um, which I think it's like pretty decent framing for that moment. I think. Yeah. Well, um, I think also I think it's key that that comes after this huge recognition of like, like you know, for her the world is on fire all the time. That like things are very broken, and that it's mm-hmm. like it comes after this acknowledgement of that, and not like a sort of sidestepping or like oh, but there's things to live for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But just you know, just like a. That, like yeah and i think that also that confrontation um like i also i kind of playing into that because when when angela first sees james she mistakes him for her mother yeah who is a more like kinder figure right but also like she says like oh my mom said that i deserved what happened to me right mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so there's sort of this like oh like this was also someone who was like justifying all this horrible stuff right um and i think that like she she kind of confronting her mother in james and then recognizing and kind of in a similar way someone that she's more comfortable being around and talking to you know than her father but also was like complicit in this violence right mm-hmm. um and then being able to sort of recognize that that was what was happening right feels like an important moment there as well um, mm-hmm. yeah uh, should we talk about Eddie? Speaking of empathy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking I mean, of. <laughs> I think, I do think 
I think this worked a little bit better for me than it did for you, but I do also, it's the most cuttable part of this video game, like, undeniably. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't really play into the major themes in a way that, like, Angela definitely does, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, basically, um, Eddie, Eddie's fat, and the first scene he's seen, um, I mean, a kind of subtextually, like, binging, he's throwing up, right, in a in a toilet and then the next you see he's eating a bunch of pizza um and then he james encounters him again in the prison where he confesses to murder but basically like he killed a dog and yeah wounded a bully um and then they have a gunfight mm-hmm. and that's you know because james because james can't fucking deal with other people being human beings and it's like you're crazy <laughs> who would ever kill yeah. somebody not yeah. me <laughs> my my who would ever kill somebody shirt that's raising a lot of questions <laughs> um but yeah there's definitely like i mean yeah there's like 100 percent fat phobia happening you know um, yeah what during your fight with him there's like pieces of meat um, oh, yes, that, are, yeah, that are hanging from the ceiling and they have the little jean shorts that eddie wears yeah it's fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. So I do think part of that might be like, uh, this is how other people are viewing Eddie and how Eddie yeah. is like, you know, trying to, I mean, is how, cause Eddie, basically the thing that's going on with Eddie is like, well, you all think I'm a fucked up monster. Well, I guess I am. Right. Yeah. Um, and being able to like, yeah. Like the thing is he wounds this bully. Who, and, and I think this is also part of the problem here is that, this is so much of Silent Hill 1 and 2 feel very incisive about stuff that is happening in America, right? Um, and I think this is a moment where the the way that that is filtered through pop culture is really... Because it's just all these stereotypes about, like, who fat people are and who who bullies them and, like, all this kind of stuff, right? That it's like, oh, the bully was a football star, right? All that kind of you know thing it's just it it feels so much flatter than you know the other stuff in the video game mm-hmm. um yeah but the, yeah, they really do hang pieces of meat although also part of it i must say you know i've been reading a lot of stephen king lately <laughs> and so it's totally possible that i've just been inoculated <laughs> no <laughs> guess, that's fair you know and so i'm like wow what a thoughtful portrayal <laughs> That it's like, <laughs> that it's like, you know, because the game does think it's fucked up that people tease him, right? It yeah. does, and it's not like, oh, well, it'll, you know, he just needs to not get fat. It does foundationally think, you know, it's fucked up to tease people for how you look, right? I, I don't think it doesn't think that, but it just does it in a way that's like very, <laughs> you know, that's fat but it's also just good. like, but it's also just like, damn, he killed a dog. That's crazy. <laughs> I yeah, know. I, I felt I felt like it felt like it was pretty inconsistent. Yes, yeah. Well, though he is a little bit. He's also it. the only character who gets to kind of be like, "I'm the Joker. I've got a gun." <laughs> I'm gonna... Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, but I do I do think in the context of James being like, "How could you ever kill somebody?" <laughs> is like <laughs> the in retrospect, like it, I think is funny on on at James's expense, right? It's like, how could you ever do violence because you felt threatened? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything else to say about Eddie? I think that's that's all I got. I think. Uh, but you've heard it here first. Better than Stephen King. <laughs> well, yeah, but because like 
Yeah, you didn't read Dance Macabre, which is like, oh, that's fucked up. I can't even, I tried to read It, and... <laughs> yeah, which, like, It is, like, the most thoughtful thing about fatness he's ever done. Like, that's easily. so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fucked up. I'm not, yeah, listen, it's not good. And the only reason he can even do it is because he is not fat later in life. Right? Exactly! Yeah, it's like... Exactly! <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's very bad. Um... Uh, yeah anyway. the thing is that like the thing that's really frustrating about it is that there's a lot of stuff where steve is hitting on really cool interesting things um that he just doesn't quite have the uh oh. he's not able to to read because like the way the way the bullies tease the fat kid in it is like super wound up in like misogyny right like in very obvious ways and this is just a real thing that like the way people talk about fat men it, you know is just like calling them girly or effeminate right it's all like it's really connected all this stuff and there's like things you could do with that in that setting and it you know Stephen king's not thinking about it he's just replicating the language mm. that he heard as a kid and as an adult and it's just using that and not mm-hmm. you know thinking about what that is like meaning you know because you know he can't relate so anyway sorry for the Stephen king hour um yeah yeah. do we have anything to say about laura i think also this is kind of a uh i because there's cheryl last game and there's laura this game and it's impossible for me not to think about laura i know that's the first thing i thought it was like they fucking did it again (laughs) because i do think she is kind of this innocent she's like the it's a little more ambiguous like why she was called to silent hill or like what you know there's she doesn't have like some some crime right or anything like that right um she just seems like she cares about maria and wants to find her and it's like wants to find maria yeah yeah. um and so she's sort of the innocence that like and also i one of the things i think is interesting is that i don't know if she is experiencing silent hill the way everyone else is Um, yeah there's a part where she like she fucking locks james in a room like lures him in this room <laughs> and then just locks him in there um and that's one of the boss battles right it happens right after that and i think because he's like banging on the door and then there's like you know these monsters are making weird noises and stuff i don't know if she's hearing that right, right. and she's also able to move through silent hill in safety in a way that no other character is able to right mm-hmm. um and so i think there is sort of like yeah i don't know if she is she's not in hell the way everyone else is here um yeah that's all i got about laura i think i like the little cat she draws on the window yes me too i took a picture of it <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a cute little cat what can i say i like that she's scares james with the piano yes that's also good yeah I, the way <laughs> she's also kind of one of these characters who's very confrontational james right um again who are all these women right mm-hmm. just being like what the fuck is wrong with you james <laughs> yeah um yeah so do we want to talk about other um game stuff sort of we're talking about puzzles maybe what what's your favorite puzzle uh i like the hangman puzzle a lot actually i like the hang i like the hangman puzzle a lot just because like 
don't know. I like I like I like the guess who aspect of <laughs> yeah of mm-hmm. it. No, that was um, the one where it both felt because it didn't take me too long to figure out, but it was like there were sort of multiple steps. At first, I thought you had to like pull on each rope. Okay, so let me let, let's we should explain what the puzzle is. <laughs> so yeah. basically, in a room, there's six people, and they all have like uh, paper written on their faces, and it's like the crime that they've been accused and executed in. This is in the prison that you're in, in part way through the game. Um, and then on the other room, there's a noose, and there's sort of another description of um, there's like a little poem that's about like the crimes that each person committed, right? Uh, and you basically have to pull on the right rope and then go back to the room with the corpses and find like the item that you need to progress, right? Um, I think I'm trying to remember what exactly the prompt is that like you need to find. I think is it? Oh, you need to find who's not guilty. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so you read the poem and it's like, there, one of them is a arson. The guy was convicted of arson. And it was just some out, out of towner who the sheriff like latched onto and, and arrested because they needed somebody to pin the arson on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I mean, this kind of, there's a lot of subtext in this game about sort of like the carceral state, I guess. Or like yeah. the way, the way places like, I mean, yeah, in a very like Foucauldian way. The way, like, places like hospitals and prisons and schools... I mean, schools in Silent Hill 1. There's not a school in this game. But, like, apartment buildings. Go these places, like, shape what a citizen is supposed to be and how they're supposed to act, right? And the, like, other against which that is defined, you know? Mm-hmm. And so having this sort of moment where there's this recognition of, like, how law enforcement operates that's, like, we needed some guy to pin this on and um, we are going to, like... And it's also sort of weirdly the only imp- implied, like... Maybe not. I don't remember the poem. But it's one of the few ones where the arrest of the person is, like, very explicitly stated. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's interesting. And I think the, yeah. the the way the game does this prison is like this, because that's also the deepest portion of the game, and when you're inside the prison, you just keep going deeper and deeper down these caverns, right? And falling down these holes. That's sort of like, that's the hell. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is this prison space. Um... And so, yeah, the way the, that puzzle, like, kind of plays into some of the thematic stuff while also being, like, a genuinely, like, inventive little little puzzle, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, you have a note here about James throwing canned juice down a trash compactor. Uh, that's a really good opening puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it, too. I was also, because I, because basically you find a trash compactor and there's, like, trash, like, stuck you know yep. and then as soon as i got the canned juice i was like oh hell yeah i can use this to throw down the trash compactor i'm just like back in silent hill baby <laughs> you know? oh what did you think of um you know silent hill one is very much like you know we explore an area and then the area turns to rust yes um and then in this game this happens a couple times and it's like a callback like the first time it happens like i think james is like laying down or something yeah um and you hear like the siren from silent hill one yeah i think and then and then it changes into like the the alternate silent hill so yeah there's a couple things here that i think are interesting one is that um in silent hill one there's kind of an explicit like the first time you go to the other world which is like in the school you have to like do a ritual and you like move through this weird space to get there right yeah and then in i think you switch in silent hill 2 when like pyramid head throws you down a couple floors is Mm. that right 
for the first time I don't in the remember. hospital. Um, it is definitely in the hospital. Yeah, but I, I think in the, in a sense, there's like it's not as it's not as like direct because like in Silent Hill One, it's like oh, this other world is invading our world, and that's why like towards mm-hmm. the end of the game, it starts happening more and more often, right? And then the last you know hour or so is just entirely in the other world, right? Where in this game, it's not as the connection between like transferring worlds is a lot less clear i yeah. think and that's uh, i think that's the i think that's the game's strong suit personally yes yeah um no i agree because at, at a certain point you just don't know what is what is actually happening and what is not yeah um you you jump down like a billion holes in this game just when you thought that you're finished jumping yeah. through holes yeah. to find another <laughs> hole and james is like do i really have to go down another fucking hole yeah yeah it's great it's, it's i love it so much it's very cool and yeah i it's mean the kind of like it's the like kind of dream logic that i really like about uh silent hill yeah when i think that i think it's an interesting contrast to one which kind of does like by the end of it have like okay this is what's happening exactly right um and you know i think that's the, i think the horror in that game still actually really works for me it's just kind of on a different like yep. silent hill one was scary to me kind of in kind of in a head in like an intellectual way almost i guess because like thinking mm-hmm. about like man it would be really fucked up if i had to give birth to a god <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be awful you know um and sort of the way it like plays with christianity as like this background i think that stuff is very cool and is very scary but it's not in this kind of immediate way whereas like encountering another one of those dark holes is like r- really like oh god like i have to jump down this there's like nothing else i can do you know, yeah. it's very, this is like classic video game YouTube show. It's like, this is something only video games can do. Like in a movie, <laughs> you can watch someone go down the hall and open the door where, you know, where, uh, the killer is, but in a game, you have to walk down the hallway yourself. Um, you know, but it's, it, you know, sometimes stuff's true and it totally works here. Hmm. Um, yeah. The other thing is I kind of think there's maybe sort of a question of like, is this happening simultaneously to Silent Hill 1? Right. Or, you know, I the because the, I, I guess 3 is going to tie some of this together a little bit, right? In, in like, a lore way, which we'll see, you know, how that, how that goes. But, mm-hmm. like... In what sense? Oh, just, I know that there's, like, they talk about some stuff in Silent Hill 2 in 3, which is, like, distinct from mm-hmm. this, where... Silent Hill 1 doesn't really come up outside of a joke ending, right? Um, and there's the siren. There's, like, you know, there's visual callbacks, right? But I think the only enemy that they share is the nurses, right? Like, um, and even that, like, again, this is... Uh, the nurses are another thing where it's, like, James being freaked out about women, you know? Um, whereas... Whereas in one, it's kind of like, oh, there's a freaky nurse that's trying to kill you. And there's doctors, too. Um, but yeah, I also might... I, I just saw this on the wiki that there's, like, some stuff that... In Silent Hill 3 that talks about uh, Silent Hill 2. And it has, like, more explicit references. So, you know, I haven't played the game, so I don't know. I guess. Um, My I always understood as Silent Hill 2 was, like just always standalone but yeah i haven't played through all of three well yeah so you, you haven't you've not played wrong. four right is that also no i haven't played four either yeah because apparently four like name drops both james and mary at one point um of course it does yeah so we'll, <laughs> of course we'll it does. see 
but I, I think it is, again, it is kind of in a, I don't think it's in a very clear way about, like, and we know what happened to them now because <laughs> the the guys at the lab <laughs> have, you know, like, analyzed the water in the lake and therefore, you know, whatever. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like that. I think it's just like other people have disappeared in Silent Hill. Here are some of these people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And actually, I kind of, I think that's, again, it's cool that the relationship between one is kind of thematic and broad rather than literal. Right. Is the strength. That, here too. that That is really the thing. It's like three goes back to yeah. the story from one and makes it more of like a series and this is this is mostly due to konami being konami mm, yeah 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 <laughs> and not letting them just make an anthology series um right which would be cool i guess i guess this i wonder if like the western games get more into that kind of bullshit um i guess you have to if like you're bringing pyramid head back you have to be like well what is pyramid head in silent hill that's not you know the manifestations of this guy mm-hmm. you know yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we talked. Oh, do you want to talk about the music? Oh my god, the music! It's really good. It's uh, so good. There's more ambient tracks, like more like, you know, background noisy, yeah, ambient stuff, and way more percussion. Mm-hmm. Um. In, in certain tracks. Yeah, I do feel like the music really helps sell. Like, I... I... Even though the combat in this game is pretty easy, um, I think even on hard it's not particularly bad, um, is at least what I read, right? I haven't played it, obviously, so... But um, it w- I was never not unnerved, and I think a lot of that came down to the freaky music starts playing, and I was like, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be in this room with this freaky <laughs> music. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, I don't have a lot to say about the music except I think it is very good. And I think again, I think it is really impressive how emotive it can be. Yeah. Um you know, it's very not there's a lot of modes that it's operating in. Although yeah, I did there's way more yeah, there's way more moments of like levity. Yes. Um like the like the pizza scene. Yeah. Um <laughs> how could you and, sit you here in pizza? Get... <laughs> and 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 we get like we get the sort of the like the I don't know what do you call it like I don't want to say drum and bass but uh um, yeah I don't know um I'm struggling to find a word for that kind of music but yeah. it's like you know markedly different from like you know going around the town and hearing like the industrial stuff yeah mm-hmm. um, I did, I, I did, really cool. I did laugh a little bit at the end when like the big rock song plays during the credits. It's uh, so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and especially, it's even, I think that final frame of, or like, you know, the, like it plays scenes of the game projected over James's face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's a pretty good image, right? And so, <laughs> and then there's just like rock music playing and it's good. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess also I, we should talk about the voice acting. Um, just a little bit. I didn't. We didn't leave a note here, because I, um, I was like, at first when I was playing the game, I was like, oh, James is kind of bad, because he's very just like in the way that the guy in, that Harry is in Silent Hill One, it's just kind of mm-hmm. very flat. And then 
James like gets there are moments where he gets to emote and it's really good. And I was like, oh, yeah. this whole thing is just a, like it is an intentional affect of yeah. you know, which I kind of got the vibe of before, but like the yeah, the voice actor like very obviously I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, I think it's like Gig or something. Um, just yeah, very obviously has the range and just does it. Like I think the he does a little monologue in the in water ending before, and it's like played over the sounds of him like driving his car and it getting louder and louder. It's very effective, and um, he uh, you know he just does, he's just really good. I don't know why he would replace him with Troy Baker, who like who I don't even think is always bad, but just that like he's not capable of making a decision like that of being intentionally stilted. Right. Yeah. Um, the standout scene for me with James is the, uh, or at least the one I think about a lot is the, the two pyramid heads at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. he just like fucking screams. Yeah. Um, that took me by surprise. Yeah. Um, well, and even him being but, like, it's time to end like the sort of the resignedness with which he sells that. Yeah. Of, like, I guess I'm in hell right like that stuff is very good yeah it feels very like vulnerable and like honest like when, when he's talking to mary at the end and 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 he's he yeah he, he's talking about like why he killed her and he's just like you know i couldn't stand to see you like that that's why i did it honey and then he's like no, but you also talked about not living or wanting to live yeah too. like mm-hmm. that stuff's really good um yeah yeah no it's um, um i think i think pretty much the game is full of performances that are really strong um oh so so the thing i was mentioning earlier was that um apparently the voice actor of james like wanted royalties for mm-hmm. them doing a re-release and they didn't want to do that and that's like part of the reason that they did a renewed a different vocal track mm-hmm. um and uh, and Troy Baker was like, yeah, they, he never received royalties before, so. Um, but apparently, it was him like yelling about it that got Konami to put in the original voice track in the remaster because originally it was not mm-hmm. going to be; it was just going to be the redone. And that's how it is for three, right? Is there's no you can't use the original vocal track. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, the thing is, this was all in the Silent Hill wiki. To, so to be clear, this is all in the Silent Hill wiki, and it was also I clicked on the footnotes you know the links and they were all like dead pages so you know <laughs> um i think that's true i think you, that is true yeah though. but no it's very um. it's extremely believable <laughs> right there's um, nothing about it is like would be surprising but yeah uh i watched the scene with troy baker where he's like how could you sit there and eat pizza yeah fucking downgrade yeah <laughs> how could you sit there and eat pizza <laughs> shut up well yeah that's Get the thing is here. you can't emote that right like I, I, yeah i, just, I mean he can <laughs> yeah i just yeah i feel like it has to be a little deadpan or else it's not gonna work it's not gonna be funny um, yeah because yeah i get i get i i really like the way that through so much of this game james is like not there really you know mm-hmm. and it's only like towards the end that it begins to be like a presence that feels like that he's like aware of what is happening to him and other people around him um, I think that that's, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it really, yeah, it just does a lot. And I think a lot of that is just the vocal performance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, okay, I'm just looking. There's a, we made a, I made a list of 
we both made a list. Um, and most of these are moments that we wanted to talk about. Um, one thing I thought was really cool is the prison courtyard. Um, where, so there's like a, it's like a execution lot with a, like, you know, uh, I guess I don't know what the, the full, but like a hangman, you know, a three nooses and like a platform, right? A hanging platform. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you in there and then while you're in there, there's like sounds of horses running around and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I just think that's, I think that's great. It's just like very creepy and nothing, nothing really happens in there. Uh, like you saw a little puzzle and then that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I thought that was like, and again, indicative of like the consistently fantastic sound design. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we've talked about most of these. The other thing I guess I also appreciated, and also this is also, um, there are a lot of moments here that reminded me a little bit of the latter scene in Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, and, yeah. and I was kind of like, and not that, I think the latter scene in Metal Gear Solid 3 is cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not against that scene. But it is, I am a little like, that's like the iconic version of this. And Silent Hill 2 mm-hmm. does it like three or four, like two or three times in very distinct and cool ways that I was like, mm-hmm. nobody talks about this in like conversation with that scene, you know, and it should mm-hmm. be. Um, because yeah, when you first descend, because you go to this museum under which is the prison. Yeah. And you just like yeah. walk. There's this and broken wall. You just wall. go. It just goes. Yeah. yeah, and that's like again, like that descent that keeps you know iterating in sort of more dramatic fashion as you go on. Or also when you get into the elevator, and you're like, maybe we'll go up, and it just goes down, and it takes forever. And yeah. like that willingness to just like sit in a moment, um, and just like force yeah. the player to just like be there is so I think is really brave for a game video game to do. And it's also just so effective. It's it's really great, and it, it's such a useful pacing tool um, that produces some really fantastic moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, there's a scene where Mary has a has a monologue in the hotel as you just like walk down this forever hallway. It's also great. Um, yeah, good stuff. What did you do to get the in water ending? Okay, so the first thing I did is I looked at the knife a lot. I looked at Angela's mm. knife a lot because I thought it was going to come up. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to use it for a puzzle. I was like, why else would I have this knife? So I think, again, that's yeah. really cool that it's like it's an item that like you can look at that affects the ending, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing I did is there's apparently looking at a couple tech like graffiti in the town in Silent Hill. Um, affects mm. this there's like a graffiti that says like maybe if you die you'll be with mary but you're going you're probably going to the other place james right see i did that too but it yeah didn't. <laughs> uh so the thing is i like intentionally went back and got that um i think the knife is probably the big one there was another one I was the knife thinking. is the big one yeah, yeah. um because because basically what i did is i mean i did all that stuff too but the thing that I don't know. I have no idea how I keep getting the leave ending. Yeah. I just do. Um, but the thing that triggers it mainly is like listening to that conversation in the hallway. Um, oh, yeah. That you just mentioned. Like that's one right. of the things I that think triggers it. I also didn't. 
I like listened to most of it, but like went through the door because I thought it was over, and then started hearing the beginning part of the next bit of it. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at the IGN page. Oh yes, there's also a diary on the roof of a hospital that describes someone who's um, ideating. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's also really cool. That image, like the idea of giving a player an item for almost like a role playing thing right that it's like like thinking because it only kind of takes meeting having this knowledge right but thinking back on getting this ending and thinking about like the idea of james pulling out the knife and looking at it right yeah. over and over again over it's like that is a that's super cool and like a really interesting image right um that you kind mm-hmm. of get in this weird configuration of like yeah so I, think, I think it's cool that the way the game doesn't like sort of there's not like there's a bunch of like weird little tiny triggers that change the way the ending plays out. Um, and the only ending you can kind of like intentionally get if you don't know all those triggers is the uh, rebirth ending where it's like, you have to have all the items. Right. And then, right. It, and that's also like, that's bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like that's the, the ending you can like master where it's like, Oh, you get Mary back and everything is like zombie Mary. Yeah. It's, it's the end of pet cemetery is what's going to happen or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, it's not going to be a good time for anybody involved, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, well, I guess I think actually worth noting here. I think there is kind of a weird subtext with some of that. Like there's a part where Mary talks about that Silent Hill used to be a sacred place. Um, and like the idea of the old gods, I think that has some mm-hmm. like weird. Um, oh, I guess there's a couple ways you could read it. Cause the first, the first way is like, there's sort of a like oh indigenous like you know native american graveyard kind of stuff right mm-hmm. there's also a sort of like oh something changed in this place that made it into this violent world and that thing is colonialism <laughs> right mm-hmm. um so i don't think the game is like trying to make a statement about anything in particular but it's definitely playing in some like tropes yeah. that can be a little you know they can be kind of racist yeah um mm-hmm. But also, I think, I guess it's good, though, that it leaves enough of that stuff ambiguous that you can kind of, there's some wiggle room there. You know, it's not very, uh, it's not like Stephen King where he's like, this is a Native American graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, I do think it's funny that, like, they just kind of stole this for the Wii game. Like, your actions, like, playing into the mm, ending you get. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't affect like gameplay, but um, right, I guess like like the Wii one does, but you know, same same idea of like having certain actions trigger a certain path. Yeah. 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 I think that's called all I have. Yeah, I think that's I think that's about it as well. Um... We talked about all the moments on that list uh, before we explicitly turned to it. So, um, yeah, good game. Obviously, good game. obviously thorny, but I think it, I think it, you know, largely handles that stuff well, and I think it also is, um, uh, treats a lot of that stuff with appropriate horrific. Like it's, it is awful. Like it is horrible. To like the the sexual assault stuff in this game is very unpleasant, and I think that that. Mm. 
you know, does some work for making that feel sensitive. Um, but also, you know, might make it difficult to play through or to t- talk about or think about. And that's also very understandable, right? Yeah. Um, it's weird. With just when I think about it compared to like, like I know you haven't played the medium. No. Like spoilers for the medium. Yeah. But, but like that game has like Troy Baker just like yelling rape stuff at you mm-hmm. as like the way it conveys like predatory behavior. Yeah. And just like compare to that shit, like this is just like so much better and like refreshing. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, it's like, also, I don't know. I think it's, it's, I mean, it's almost. I don't know exactly it's very refreshing to play a game that is at once i think very empathetic and 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 i i want to i, I kind of want to resist saying sensitive because i don't think it's exactly what's going on right mm. um but that also is sort of like unconcerned with cheap metaphor or like quote-unquote proper representation of an issue right mm-hmm. and i think that's part of what makes it very powerful it's just like genuinely very concerned with these issues and wants to like you know and i think it's also it's like something that was it was just wild to play a game that was this explicit about that stuff like period right and that was willing to go here you know i yeah i think it's like it still feels very singular um and i appreciate that it it trusts the player to pick up on what's happening yes yeah like angela never like turns the camera and is like my dad raped me yeah like the game is just like, hey, here's like all of the obvious red flags. Pick up on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, for which sure. I appreciate. No, and I think that I think that's a way in which it it feels that it it's willing to sort of linger in the horror of something without kind of, um, yeah, trying to literalize it, right? Or, yeah, I don't know. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, even like James killing Mary and the way it like. Yeah, um, well, because that was also the thing is I I did not initially I did like I <laughs> I read the summary yeah. and was like oh that's what that's supposed to communicate because it is like yeah. really yeah I get it it's really obscured and like it's zoomed in yeah and you can't really see what's happening yeah I really love the way they play that moment yeah because it's not like a shock it's not like I mean it's shocking the yeah. events of what happens but it's not like now watch this brutal scene of James murdering it. <laughs> It's just like very like reserved and, yeah. and kind of. Just well, I think like, that's also the thing is yeah. that like James knows what the image is, yeah, right? and that's exactly. the that's the thing that like he he knows what is happening and that's like the the terror of it, right? Yeah. Yep. And then you have like the sound of the VCR playing while it's happening. That shit's good. Yeah. The the like <laughs> that shit is so good. The stuff with I mean yeah I get it's it's cool that like now it's. It's cool to play a game that at the time was thinking about these aesthetic peculiarities of like VCR and this kind of stuff, right? Because that whole sequence, yeah. the whole videotape is so aesthetically striking. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's really cool. And also, I think the way that like you get this this moment of Mary, there's just like a long shot, like looking at Mary, looking out the window and talking about how great it is to be in Silent Hill with James. And so you get this like purity and then the violence is what like distorts everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... Very and it's and it's like and it's like the one moment that James recalls to Maria towards the beginning of the game. Yeah. Also. Um, yeah. When they talk about the videotape and Maria's like, "Oh, 
That's what you guys were into, huh? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maria. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Um, you want to go into on to emails? Yeah, we'll I do. We have more to talk about. Oh, I think we're, yeah. I mean, there's always more to talk about, I guess. But we can do emails. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, if you want to email us, the, the email is the safe room podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, send in any questions about the games that we've covered. Um, yeah. Or just, or just, you know, anything in general. Or in general, games in general. We'll read whatever. Stephen yeah. King questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I have a plethora of Stephen King opinions. Uh, <laughs> that I'm ready to share with the world because I've been reading all these damn books along with the podcast. So um, brave, so you're so brave. Oh, thank you. I mean, the thing is, I mostly, I'm most Stephen King books are mediocre, and a few of them are very, very good. So I'm like, you know, it's not that torturous. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm now like seventy percent through it, and I'm like. You know, this is largely still pretty good. So we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, we have the first email here from Marin. Uh, if there was a Silent Hill themed restaurant, what toppings would be a py- on a pyramid head <laughs> pizza and what other dishes would they serve? Well, you got to do like a, like a mist themed soup, like a split pea soup, maybe like a thick. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know what top. Maybe you would cut the cut the pepperonis into triangles here well, okay here's what i think yeah give, hit me <laughs> pyramid head pizza is crust tomato sauce uh and pineapple that's it <laughs> that's the pyramid head pizza <laughs> yeah no i you know that's better than anything i would come up with i think uh, so that's very good you're not it's not supposed, not to, supposed to enjoy good. it yeah you're, you're not, not supposed to enjoy it yeah 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 <laughs> Um, so, what other dishes? Um, which is not, I'm not saying I'm, but for the record, I like pineapple on pizza. Yes, yeah. Um, but no, but you but gotta if have. If, but you need to be bold if you're doing a pyramid head pizza. Yeah. No, I, I with you. Also, yeah, I, I think pineapple. It's like I don't want just pineapple on a pizza, especially not exactly. with cheese. Yes. Like you gotta have ham yeah. on there. I used to get this pizza that was um, at a local place back in Utah that was a uh, oh, it's like pineapples and pepper and like peanut sauce. Um, mm. that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, so sometimes, yeah, you gotta go, gotta go bold. Gotta have a, a flavor explosion, as they say. <laughs> um, yeah. other dishes, I don't, I don't know. The thing is, I, 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 I feel skeptical of anything that's Silent Hill themed. But yeah, again, I would want to eat it. What would I want to eat? You know? Yeah. Um, Hey, I'll be right back. I gotta do something real oh, quick. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, you're good. I put a bunch of roach traps in my room, and I still got a roach crawling on my fucking wall. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Speaking of Silent Hill, oh, do you know what's a good beat in Silent Hill too? When you have to change the batteries in the in the in the flashlight when you're in that room and all the bugs show up <laughs> video games have done that so oh. many times since but it owns it's good uh that part where you open a can and there's light bulbs inside. yes <laughs> that's so good but yeah i really underrated how funny this game is um so oh yeah and also i 
there's parts of the dog ending that are kind of suck like there's some fat phobia stuff in that this yeah. is bad mm-hmm. but the the like super cut of harry reaching his hand into various gross things made me laugh so yes. hard yes <laughs> so uh yeah um uh yeah yeah what other next email oh or... sure i don't think i have any other dishes i'm trying a soup yeah. split please soup uh maybe maybe a maybe a sandwich like a club sandwich and then uh i don't know yeah you know you could do based on different locations of the game but i don't know exactly how that would go this is a good question i just want to give it the do <laughs> but i'm like i'm just very like i don't i don't know i also uh yeah. maybe we can return to this as well because you know we'll have played four silent hill games by the time and maybe we can like be like have a more robust understanding of what the series is all right <laughs> but I, I can read liv's uh email um yeah go for it so yeah so thoughts on the various endings it's always struck me as very cool how they present a range of reasonable interpretations the player might have about james's characterization and by existing side by side all are equally valid it's a cool way of encouraging encouraging interpretation for a game that tends to deal in fairly straightforward metaphor not that that's a bad thing um yeah i really think it is i think the endings are really cool and we kind of talked about how the mechanics i think of it are really interesting but i do also Mm -hmm. think that it um, the way that they go in varying directions and still like point to some of the same broad thematic ideas, I think is is really is really smart. Um, it's cool that all these endings feel like a part of the game rather than like. And I guess it's actually kind of simple because I think Elden Ring also kind of pulls this off to some degree, where it's like everything contributes to a picture of like what the world is and what is happening in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really nice. And I think. Um, it's cool also that there's not a true ending there's not like a you know even the ending that you get upon new game plus is not like a the better version of the game or whatever it's just like it's just another shade of stuff that is happening you know right yeah yeah um oh excuse me um we also have an email from ina Silent Hill 2 is a great game. Really has a way of pulling it, it right out of me. Sometimes I think about how that was a AAA game in 2001 and I get extremely bummed out for a while. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh yes, two questions. First, what type of novelty ice cream would each member of the cast of Silent Hill 2 prefer? Uh I'm gonna put my money down and say that Eddie is a Rocky Road type of guy. Hmm. I don't know if that's a novelty ice cream, but but that's that's what I would say. That's what I would guess for Eddie. Um, what would you consider novelty ice cream? I, this is the question. Is it like I guess? I guess I would say maybe for the purposes of this question, and if Ina wants to correct us and. And we can answer it again next episode. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, I, I would say ice cream that has has a gimmick or is like sufficient number of ingredients to not just be like chocolate ice cream. Right. Um, like a pie flavored ice cream or like, you know, something like that. Does that, uh, 
Does that does that ring true for you? Do you have any complicating definitional questions? No. Um, okay, Eddie Cookies and Cream. Mm. I, I can see that. I can see that. James Mint. Yeah. Like like a like a like kind of a grasshopper or like a like a mint chocolate yeah. chip. Yeah. Yeah, like a mint chocolate chip. I think. Yeah. Um. I think Mary likes uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Just like plain, simple American living. Which is what yeah, apparently so. what chocolate chip cookie dough represents to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Laura likes just ice cream cake. Yeah, like a Funfetti flavored ice cream. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. A Maria... I feel like, like, a, like a fudge brownie. Like really dedicate dessert. Ice yeah, cream. like a like a red velvet yes, kind of deal. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, just like dense. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela, maybe like a pumpkin pie. Yeah, I wanted to say something flavored. like yeah, something like kind of like wholesome almost, or yeah. comforting, like a comfort. I mean, I guess ice cream is comfort food, like period, but. Um, even leaning a little bit more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think I, I'm with you on that. I guess the, our only disagreement is is Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, who is of course a very deep and complex character. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, so Ina's second question is: Which members of the cast of Silent Hill Two would fall for the if you put your hand in front of your face and it's bigger than your face and you have cancer, but then when they do it? You bop them on the nose with their own hand, Frank. Uh, James would 100% fall for this, no question. James. I mean, James is very head empty. Laura so. would do it to James. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... I think Mary would humor someone that she liked doing it to them. Like, she mm-hmm. would let them do it and be like, Oh, you got me. We're having fun. You know, unless it's, like, mean. I'm not saying yeah. it, yeah. But. <laughs> uh, Maria would not, would never be caught doing that. Or she might, I don't think she would do it to somebody, but I also think she would not put up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think about Eddie? I don't know. I have no opinion. About... Eddie would shoot you in the face. To <laughs> shit, so. Yes, yeah, he's he's done with putting up with this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, Angela, I don't know. I guess she'd fall for it. You know, maybe it depends on the person doing it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right, I'll read this last one from Forrest. Uh, I just want to say that I love the first couple episodes of the pod. Uh, survival games are a particularly rich vein. I'm hoping to familiarize myself with some of the deep cuts along with the game club. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, how do you each feel about the tank controls? Did either of you play Silent Hill 2 with them? I asked because I used them in the recent playthroughs of 1 and 2. Found them uh, surprisingly intuitive. It has me questioning the popular contextualizing of tank controls being intentionally burdensome, burdensome to create more tension. 
Um, yeah, I use them. Yeah, I think I do after, too. Because you, you can't change it in one. And by the end of one, I was so used to them that I just used them here. Yeah, I think. Um, I guess the. Th- I guess I would say that. I think Force is onto something that, like, the popular contextualization of this is a little bit off. I think it's a little less that they're intentionally burdensome, but that they make it a little more difficult to move quickly. Um, does that make sense? Because it's like, because it's just, if you were in a situation where it's like you have to turn or like move around something, that could be a little weird to do, or it takes like a little bit more time than it would with like, quote unquote, a traditional video game setup. And I don't think it's necessarily unintuitive or or even burdensome, because I think if you're just wandering around doing puzzles, it's actually just not a problem. It's not something you have to mm-hmm. worry about, right? It's only in sort of these high stress situations when it like feels that way. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it's also like, I guess something, because I think also something that's worth contextualizing here is that, you know, video twin stick video game controls that now like everything uses are unintuitive <laughs> mm-hmm. for many people, right? That it's like, if you are familiar with video games and you like get an understanding of it and it like feels intuitive to people who play games because they use them all the time, right? Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people who don't play games struggle with that as like a foundational thing of getting into video games, right? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah do you have any any thoughts about taking controls um I mm, I think it's like the I think it depends on the game like I don't know I, I feel like the the way people talk about tank controls varies depending on like the genre I guess yeah mm-hmm. like like early PC stuff tends to be more in the vein of being burdensome and unintuitive than, than like Silent Hill. Right. Yeah. Um, I do feel like people even talk about it more in RE than they do in Silent Hill. Uh, yeah, that's true. Which maybe. But RE also is by design, like, is very much about sp- navigating spaces and knowing your way around. Yes, in a way that Silent Hill too, like kind area. of isn't. Um, like you yeah. can move through space a little bit more linear, linearly, especially. Oh yeah, because also. Because something that happened to me is I didn't get the map for the prison. <laughs> and then if you don't have the map for the prison, then the labyrinth, you can't, like, draw the oh map on the God. back. And so I did that whole section without a map. And most of it was fine. <laughs> but it was, it was like, when I looked up the guide and realized that I had missed a prison map, I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it yeah. worked out okay. Like, it was not that big of a deal, ultimately. Uh, but, yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I think that's true. I, I think it is, like... I, I guess the thing I want to, like, think about, and I think that Forrest's question here invites us to do, is think about, like, hey, what do we consider, like, intuitive and what, like... What ideology is lurking behind that question, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that's cool about Silent Hill is that um, there is a sense in which, even when the camera is following James, that there's... Someone is looking at you, someone is observing you, right? You are never in complete control of how the camera is moving or what it is doing right? right and i think that that's like an intentional move that like you know is disquieting and discomforting and that's why like most action games nowadays are like the complete opposite of that where like outside of a cutscene, you have complete control over everything that is happening on screen in terms of like your mm-hmm. movement and the camera's relationship to you and you know mm-hmm. and i think yeah, yeah that has its place and there are plenty of games that i really really like like all dark souls games have this control setup right 
Um, and that does other things to question your like player power relationship. Right. Um, but you know, so it's not necessarily bad, but it is like, I do mourn the loss of this kind of stuff. And I think the idea that it is unintuitive is largely a construction of people justifying their choices now more than it is, um, a truth (laughs) about game design. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the emails. Yeah. Thank you for sending us such great questions. I always appreciate it. Um, it's always fun to goof around a little bit and talk about the game in ways that people would like to hear us talk about it. So, yeah. Um, so plugs, uh, Ryan, do you have anything you want to plug before we do general plugs? Uh, yeah. Um, next time. Yeah. We're doing fragile dreams. Farewell ruins of the moon. Yeah. It's a survival anime survival horror game for the Nintendo Wii anime which i've been wanting to play for 12 years because i <laughs> saw an ad I accidentally, on the I back accidentally of sh- typed oh sorry go ahead what? sorry i accidentally typed anime into google <laughs> <laughs> anime um yeah i i saw an ad for this game on the back of shonen jump magazine when i subscribed to the american version as a as a teen and was <laughs> transfixed by it and never got a copy of it um so we're gonna play it it's uh it's cool it seems cool i also yeah i mentioned my my buddy charlotte uh charlotte also this is one of her favorite games so i'm pumped and i trust her taste (laughs) so i'm excited it should be good it should be a good game i don't who knows maybe we'll come here and be like that sucked but we'll see (laughs) um yeah Yeah. this podcast is decades in the making you heard it here first (laughs) um but yeah yeah uh we are hosted on the abnormal mapping podcast network uh you can go to abnormal and listen to the other shows yeah and we have a twitter at podcast safe room and there you can also yeah. find our discord uh and oh the link can be found at spooky game dot club you can also go to the abnormal mapping page there and find stuff which is pretty cool yeah we we transcend Thanks. the rankings of game clubs. You know, we're we are from the ethereal um, plane beyond petty human <laughs> concerns such as ranking <laughs> things. <laughs> um, it's also a joke that only works once. You can't do third best. <laughs> yeah, you really cannot. Dot <laughs> club. <laughs> can't do it. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so that's that's all the that's all the stuff about the podcast. I need to plug. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Grace underscore Machine and writing I do at Paste and Gamespot right now. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Bluest Rose four three zero. Yep. Okay. Sick. Podcast. Good.